Welcome to the Flippin' Finance Show, your source for empowerment and education on financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. My name is Mario Cabral. I'm a licensed financial advisor. I am with my co-host. Daquan Carr, the hard money lender for everything real estate. And I know the last few podcasts, the last few episodes, uh, we've been talking about, you know, more about mindset and motivation. I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for, like, the knowledge and, uh, hey, about uh, stocks, bonds, uh, you know, all these other wealth topics. You know, we had a, we had a, we had a, you know, <laughs> yeah, let you, let you guys the, get the mindset yeah, first. The, uh, the intros. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> wealth is a mindset. You know, you got to get that mindset right first before you could, you know, you know, take in these informations where you could actually implement it. Because I could, you know, tell you about how, where to invest in a stock market. But if your mindset isn't there, then, you know, you're just going to listen and not really take action on it. Would you agree? Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent. You know, every, obviously, some random dude tell you, "Yo, you should stop wasting your money at at you know buying shoes. You should invest in the stocks." You might, man, get out of my face because obviously <laughs> your mindset ain't ain't where it need it to be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so we got a, a pretty good topic that I love. You know, we're really gonna talk about life insurance and the benefits around life insurance and how that could be used to create generational wealth um, because generational wealth. That gets thrown around a lot. Everyone says they want to create generational wealth. Hey, I want to create generational wealth. Yeah, that sounds nice, but you know, when it comes to life insurance, people are overlooking on how they could use that to create that generational wealth. Yeah, you know, definitely. when most people think about generational wealth, they think about creating that for themselves. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. Like you have to think about the next generation. That's how you, you know, create exactly. that. It's not it's not about today pretty much. Generational wealth has nothing to do with with today you, with you to do, and yeah today. it has to do with once you're once you're gone and what that money doing after you're gone so yeah so life insurance man honestly i have a i have a 401k you know i invest in a 401k uh i have a couple of brokerage accounts where i buy and trade um stocks you know mutual funds uh i have a roth ira as well another retirement account but this right here is my favorite life insurance because I generally want because I know that's a, a big tool for me to be that spark in my family to create that generational wealth. Like I want my great grandkids to really think back and be like, yo, shout out to my great grandfather. He really held it down for us. You know, yeah. that's why that's why we're all eating right now. Like I want to be that person. Yeah, definitely. Same, same. I, I know like right now I know you're going you're gonna to get really into the life insurance, but to me. I think life insurance is the easiest way. Like out of everything that you can do to build generational wealth, life insurance is like I believe is the easiest. It's literally just paying a premium and just living your life on it. You don't have to worry about it as long as you make your payment. That's how I feel. Yeah, and when it comes to like building wealth, like building wealth is is through generations. Like you're not gonna be an instant millionaire. Like that's like most cases you're not. Like that's just a sad reality unless you're you know. Basketball player, yeah. NBA player, rapper, um, those are like those case by case scenarios. Yep. But in most cases, like regular people like us, you're gonna build that generational wealth, you know, through generations. Each generation building on top of the other. Mm -hmm. So that's what you know, life insurance pretty much allows you to do. Um, and honestly, there's a big racial wealth gap right now. Uh, you know, yeah. compared to black and brown people with uh white so pretty much how that like gap was a thing was obviously slavery um you know if you have america's built on the backs of you know slavery Slave, yeah. slaves and <laughs> stuff so pretty much 
white people profited off, you know, free labor, basically. Yep. That's how they created their wealth. You know, if you have a business that you don't have to play, pay your employees, that's like that's that's instant yeah. that's instant profit right there. Yep, like sweatshops and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly, because when it comes to running a business, you're paying your employees going to be your most number one expense. But since America didn't have that expense coming up, that's you know that's how you know white people pretty much uh, you know gained from that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so slavery obviously set us back economically. Uh, real estate as well. Um, you know, I'm not too knowledgeable about. Uh, what exactly redlining was, but can you just explain real quick what redlining yeah, so, was? So obviously there's a great video that, that's out there that explains it. It's pretty much banks wouldn't first off lend to people of color, even though we met all the qualifications. You know, segregation was still a big thing, um, and they would pretty much have white-only areas and, and only lend to white people. So they were able to, to buy up all that land that was out there. So once they were able to buy it all, they would pass it down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So we would only have to be able to pretty much rent it. Um, we didn't own the land. So so that means their kids would just, to the, probably even to this day, they're just benefiting off of their great-great-grandfather that, that owned, you know, four acres of yeah. land somewhere. And that's pretty much what it is. So now we were pretty much behind. And now, obviously, we, we have the opportunity a little bit more to catch up. But... Even though we we can we have to we have to work harder to catch up because they already you know three steps ahead of us. Yeah, they're hundreds of years <laughs> yeah. ahead of us. Yeah. So yeah, so you know you have that, and then you also have life insurance. Um, pretty much same scenario. Uh, back in the day, life insurance was not uh, given to you know black and brown people. Like they, you can apply for a life insurance policy like if you were black. Um, and life insurance is uh is a good tool to pass down you know, a large lump sum of money to the next generation. So pretty much, you know, white people, they have, they had that advantage of owning real estate and life insurance to pass down assets to the next generation. Uh, so that, you know, now that pretty much built that, that racial wealth gap. So, yeah, so we pretty much don't, we don't leave inheritance to our heirs. And that, that's yeah. not because of, it was our fault, but it's because, you know, America just had a lot of systems in place where we couldn't strive and we couldn't re really take the steps to, you know, progress in life and, and you know, level up financially. Uh, so that's why there's like a big racial, racial wealth gap today. Uh, but life insurance, that's definitely something that you could tap in, you know, now to, you know, at least start that, that you know, that spark in your family and in your generation to build and, and pass down wealth. Uh, so yeah, that's why I said it, it was. I think it's the easiest. It, it's, it's I wouldn't say free money. Obviously, you're paying a premium, but but still, it's the most simple. I think it's a lot easier to explain and a lot easier to get to get into. So with life insurance, yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, you're paying your premiums a month, but you're pretty much paying pennies for dollars because the amount of premium that you're paying over the life of the policy doesn't even compare to how much you'll receive for well how much your family will receive as that death benefit so let's say you're paying a hundred dollars a month uh for a five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollar policy uh let's say you started your let's say you're 30 years old and you were paying that for 40 years uh and you pass away uh in your 70s let's say uh for 40 years you're paying a hundred dollars so that's forty eight thousand dollars a year so you're pretty much paying forty eight thousand so your family could receive five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. 
So like you're and that's pretty spread much spread out. I think you said over a year. That's forty years. So you're paying forty eight thousand dollars total for the rest of your life until the day that you die. So and then you're gonna get that five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're pretty much buying money, yeah. in in a sense. Uh, so that's why you know I love life insurance. Um, and yeah, so it's just one of the easiest ways to to pass down wealth and. Pretty much one of the the main reasons on top uh, on top of passing down a legacy to your you know your heirs, uh, was that how you pronounce it? Heirs, yeah, Hears? pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so why would you need life insurance? Because obviously there's uh, ongoing expenses and there's, there's immediate expenses as well as to um, that will be left to your family. So obviously the first one that comes to mind is funeral expenses. You know I can't. You know funerals aren't cheap. Funerals will range from seven to twelve thousand dollars. So, I know there's a lot of people that lost their loved ones and they were forced to collect the funds for a funeral via GoFundMe. Yeah. Me personally, I don't want my family to having to, you know, use that platform to collect money. I wanna. I don't even want them to ask in anybody else for money to, uh, you know, pay for my funeral expenses. Uh, yeah, I'd rather like just leave them money behind where they could, you know, use that from use that that money that I left to to pay my funeral expenses. So you got funeral expenses. Now you also have, you know, other debt that you left behind. You know, those don't go away just because you passed away. Mm-hmm. A lot of people they don't even realize that your debt gets passed down to, you know, whoever you know, your family. They're they're gonna be responsible for somebody still you... gotta pay that mortgage if you plan on still living there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you also might have uh student loans. Uh, maybe some credit card debt, business debt, like I like I said, those don't go away. So a life insurance policy that goes for your family, so uh, they could use that money to pay for your funeral expenses as well as any other debt that you left behind. Uh, now also a lot of people they also have uh, maybe they want to put their their kids through college, and you wanted to use that that life insurance policy just in case that you passed away. Uh, before you were able to put them in college, they could just take that money from the life insurance policy to pay for those four years of college. So, for example, let's say, let's say like there's twenty thousand uh, dollars. That's how much it'll cost a year to put your kid through college. So twenty thousand times four, that's eighty thousand. So then you would add an extra eighty thousand dollars on top of your your life insurance policy to you know cover that in case you you passed away before you know you were able to put your your kid to college. Yeah. So there's that. Um, now you also have ongoing expenses too. So everyone grieves different. Uh, let's say you had a spouse and you passed away. Your spouse, he has a job. Now he's gonna be left with, you know, dealing with that emotional trauma, mental, you know, trauma. Obviously grieving over a loved one. Uh, so pretty much you have tra- uh, transitional income to leave behind for him in case you know he didn't want to go back to work the next week or the next month or the next year everyone grieves different everyone has their own process some takes longer than others so that's just money for them to live off of uh until they're ready to get back on their feet and you know go back into the workforce and then obviously you know income as well let's say you're the big uh, breadwinner in the family if you're no if you pass away there that's no longer there's no longer income coming in um, that you would have brought in yeah. uh, if you were still alive. So they're depending on your income, your family. So, you know, the life insurance also covers that in case you pass away. Uh, you pretty much 
uh, their family will be pretty good with. Yeah, they won't they won't have to you know figure out how to how to pay these extra bills like cable bill, all those little expenses that you're yeah. taking care of. They they're like, oh, I can't compensate for. I'm only making thirty forty thousand dollars a year. You know, all of that doesn't cover our, our overhead that we have now. But if you pass, obviously, and you leave them that, that hefty chunk of change, they won't have to feel stress. They won't have to take on a second job. They can be like, okay, I can figure. I got enough time to figure out what I need to do to to live off of just me now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you definitely want to make sure that you're leaving your family behind in a better situation, not a worse situation yeah. when you pass away. Uh, there was a meme that I seen on Instagram. It said uh, people that don't own life insurance should like once they pass away, they should come back and see the mess that they left behind. Yeah. Like I, I like I seen that. I was like, wow, like that's crazy because yeah. a lot of people leave a lot of death behind. Like you came into this earth and then you left your family in a worse situation. With everything that you had going on, you know, obviously everything is good now because you can, you still got that job like you mentioned, so you can pay for all, all the bills. You're still paying your credit card bill on time. But, you know, life happens quick. So, boom, one day, you know, you're, you're gone. And now you thought you had enough time to pay that stuff back. And you realize that, oh, snap, I don't. And you don't have life insurance. So now you obviously you don't really think about it because you're like, I'm going to be here forever. So I'll pay that. You know, I got $20,000 worth of credit card bills. I can pay that. You know, I'm going to be here for another 10, 20 years minimum. I can pay that back no problem. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, life happens. And then you realize it's too late because, trust me, I don't think they're going to give you life insurance on your deathbed. So, so make sure you get it now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of young adults listening to this podcast and they're like, okay, that's, you know, that's nice and all, uh, as to why we need life insurance. But, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't have too much debt to leave behind. Uh, I don't really need life insurance right now. Well, you know, I would definitely disagree with that because the earlier you get life insurance, the more, the cheaper, cheap, yeah. yeah, the cheaper it is going to be for you. Way cheaper. Um, because life insurance, the cost of life insurance is based off your medical history, your health, your age. So pretty much how likely you are to pass away. Yep. So um, if you have a good health history, you you don't have you know any underlying uh, illnesses, diseases. You're pretty young. Uh, you're gonna pay. You're gonna have a good rating when it comes to life insurance. So when it comes to how they evaluate you, your the insurance company, they give you a rating based on you know how healthy you are. So you want to make sure that you're getting life insurance as early as possible because you can lock in that rating and then they'll, they'll, you, you keep that rating throughout your whole life. So, you know, let's say they gave you the best rating at your early, at, you know, a young age. At your young age, you're, you're generally more the healthiest part of, of your life. So let's say you got a, the best rating possible because you got it at a young age. Let's say the next year you were diagnosed with cancer for some reason. They can't take that rating away from you. Yeah. So you lock in that rating. You lock in your insurability, as we say, like in the industry. Yeah. So now, like, even if something happened with your health, uh, you're good because you locked in that rating when you were healthy. Yeah, so, that's, why, that's why I just said, like, I don't think they're going to give you, you know, life insurance on your deathbed. Now, nah, I'm saying, like, when you're at the hospital at your worst moment, you can't just call them and be like, hey, I'm looking for, you know, some life insurance. They're going to be like. <laughs> All right, explain your 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 situation. You be like, well, currently I'm in the hospital right now. They gonna be like, click. Cool. <laughs> they gonna go right do, on you. Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Like an iPhone. <laughs> do do do. But, yeah, um, they gonna hang up right on you. But yeah, so I'm actually glad that you mentioned that because um, life insurance companies they they want to give 
life insurance policies to healthy and young individuals. Yeah. Like that's pretty much you know how they they make their money. They mm-hmm. they they bet on people who's gonna live a long, a long life. Time, yeah, exactly. I think we did the math right. So let's just say you pay. Obviously, it'll probably be a little bit more if you get it longer. I think we said like forty eight thousand. So let's say you get it like young like us, you're probably end up paying like closer to sixty. So mm-hmm. they're already backed by banks and stuff that they have the funds that they're gonna pass out anyway. So they mm-hmm. they are just chopping it down like all right, sixty grand. I know we're gonna get that from this guy because he's young and healthy. So mm-hmm. they use that, you know, start funding other stuff. And yeah, so, so and it, it equals out over time stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of like a win win. Like if yeah. you're healthy and and. For the win for the insurance company and win for you as well. Yep. Um, because obviously they you get they get a longer year, more years of premium. Mm-hmm. Let's say if they gave if they gave it to someone that was unhealthy, uh, and they passed away the next day, now they only they only got like let's say a hundred dollars yeah. throughout that whole like throughout the contract of life insurance policy. Yeah. But then they also have to give that that death benefit. Let's say it was a hundred thousand dollars. They have to give that to their family to for the person that passed away. Yeah. So they pretty much lost five hundred thousand, and exactly. they ain't even had they ain't even get premiums enough to like invest in and you know flip yeah. it basically. So they want us to live a long, healthy life. And there was another thing that I seen on I think on YouTube where it was say it said, "Does black do black lives matter? Absolutely. Do uh you know Latino lives matter? Absolutely. But they'll matter a whole lot more if we had life insurance policies. Yep, because yeah, the police are, are killing us and stuff. Uh, but you know, if if we all had like a five hundred thousand dollar life insurance policies, the insurance companies will tell the the police officers, "Yo, stop killing these people because they're costing them yeah, money." Yeah, you, you're paying a lot. Yeah, every time you they do that, be- that's five hundred thousand dollars out of my pocket. Obviously, you know they they don't they don't care. They're like, well, he didn't have life insurance with us, or anyone yeah. we know. So it's like, all right, our our funds are still coming into who they need to come to. Exactly. So. <laughs> You know, the life insurance companies will definitely be an advocate for us. Yeah, um, that's a big you know, one right if, there. That's a, that's a big gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah not nah, for that. real, for real. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so the next reason why you know, even if you are young, uh, why you should get life insurance is because you know you you want to make sure that you're you're getting that early, and then you could leave you know money in the in you know, for your family as a legacy, yeah. you know, and, build um, that generational wealth. Yeah. So, so what you said, I, I'm pretty sure I thought I figured you was going to say about the generational wealth. I would tell everyone right now, if you're young and even if you don't got kids, just get it. Because like we mentioned before, it's going to be cheaper. Like maybe you, you plan on having kids when you're 30, you know, in your thirties. But if you're, if you plan on having kids, you got kids in your thirties, then instead of you paying that, let's just say 60 bucks or, or 40 bucks a month. Now you go there like, okay, I need to get my stuff in order. Now, now you're going to be in the one twenties, the one forties, like the, the three digits instead of you just having it now and just paying that cheap premium now. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of, of you guys still listening to this and like, all right, that's still cool and all, but I still <laughs> want to benefit from it while I'm still on this earth. Yeah. You can absolutely do that in a life insurance policy because uh, with a certain type of life insurance policy, it could be that protection for your family, but it can also be used as an investment vehicle as well. So pretty much just to break down life insurance. So you have two types of life insurance. You have term and permanent. So term insurance, think of as temporary. So you pretty much have a, a start and an end date. So it has a it expires at one point. So let's say you could take on a 10-year policy, a 15-year policy, a 20-year policy, uh, I've seen as long as 30-year policies. 
Uh, so let's say the death benefit is 500000 So the death benefit is how much your family will receive in the event that you pass away. Uh, so beneficiaries is who receives the money, your family, whoever you name beneficiary. So term policy, starting to end date. So let's say you passed away, you took on a 10-year term policy and you passed away year seven. Then your family will receive that death benefit. Now, let's say you took on a 10-year term policy and you don't pass away in that time period. Then your family does not receive that money. Uh, so keeping that in mind, uh, term policies pay out on average like 2 to 3%, meaning that term policies aren't paying out too much because more people often than not are living past that time period. So, for example, like myself, what are the chances of me passing away? Let's say, let's say I took on a 20-year term policy. I'm 23 years old. Let's say I, I take that on. You know, what are the chances of me passing away at age 43? I'm pretty healthy, so it's not you know too uh, too yeah, likely. Too, yeah, too, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's why these these plans don't really pay out too much. It's mo mostly gears towards if you wanted to cover a certain type of debt. Let's say you had a 30-year mortgage and you wanted to have a 30-year term policy in case you passed away. Uh, before those 30 years, before your mortgage is paid off, you know, your family could just use that life insurance policy to pay off the mortgage. That's that's a good, you know, plan for a term policy. Or if you had kids as well, and um, let's say you had a, new, a newborn and you wanted to take out a 25-year a term policy in the event that you passed away before they reached the age of 25, where pretty much, you know, at 25, they'll be out of the house. Uh, they probably have a job and they could fend for themselves. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, so term policies are more of situational type of stuff. Like mm. you, you have certain things, like you, like you mentioned, like new kids. Like, all right, just in case something happens, I want to make sure that during this period of time they're covered. And as long as even 25 years from now, okay, I know they're they're all set. I don't need that term policy no more. Mm. Or I got this 30 year mortgage now, so I know that my mortgage is gonna be paid for just in case something happened before exactly. I die. And I think I know you probably didn't, didn't even go over this yet, but you can have more than one different type of life insurance policy. Absolutely, right? you can have a bunch of policies. You can have a mixture of both term and permanent. I'll get into permanent in a minute, but um, you can have numerous types of life insurance policies. Um, you know, you, you're not limited to a certain amount because people, the insurance company know that everyone has a lot of different situations and, you know, these different types of term policies and permanent policies are necessary for each individual situation. So for every, so for every life insurance policy, there is something called the cost of insurance. So the cost of insurance is what it actually costs the insurance company to provide that death benefit for your family. So that's what it actually costs you know, cost them pretty much. Um, so let's say the cost of insurance and a term policy, because these term policies don't pay out too much and it is pretty cheap, let's say it is $50 a month. Uh, now, your premium is also going to be $50 a month. So your premium is how much you're actually paying into the policy. So how much is actually getting drafted from your bank account. So in a term policy, the cost of insurance is always going to equal the premium because all you're doing is pretty much you know, just getting pure coverage. You're not doing anything else. Uh, so that's pretty much term insurance. Now, for people that are looking for more of a permanent plan, then they'll go towards permanent insurance. So with permanent insurance, you're covered for your whole life. So since you're covered for your whole life, then let's take that same $500,000. Your beneficiaries are 100% guaranteed to receive that $500,000. Because obviously, 
no one lives forever. Uh, so since you're covered for your whole life, then the insurance company knows that at some point they're going to have to come out of pocket 500000 to pay your family in the event that you pass away. It's, it's a matter of when, when you pass away, not a matter of if, like in, like in term. Uh, so with that being said, it is going to be a little more expensive because the insurance company knows that at some point they're going to have to come out of pocket. So let's say the cost of insurance is $100 a month. Now your premium isn't going to be $100, though. Let's say it's $300 a month. Now, obviously, you're paying $200 extra over that cost of insurance. You're probably thinking, all right, why am I paying extra when I only need to pay $100 a month into the policy? So that extra $200, that's actually going into a cash account for you that builds something called cash value. So pretty much how the cash value grows is it can grow in two areas. It could grow in a, in a fixed environment where pretty much the insurance company, they're going to take that $200 and they're going to uh, they're going to invest it for themselves in their own account. So they're going to take on that risk of investing it for themselves. And then they're going to credit you usually 2 to 4% as PCs, kind of like uh, like off their profits, kind of. So so let me ask you this. So so you've mentioned that it's a $100 policy, but you probably have to pay $300. So, so how, how did that determine? Why isn't it? I think you mentioned it a little bit, but... Break it down for us in more detail. Like, all right, they say you pay a hundred dollars that goes to your life insurance, but why? Why is it three hundred? Yeah, why is it three hundred? Yeah. So it's it's pretty much based on how much you want to fund it. Like, it's, it's based on you. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, these plans, life insurance policies are pretty flexible. Like, if if the cost of insurance is a hundred dollars, you can put in as much as you want. You can do a hundred dollars, or you could do anything, you know, over that. You could do one hundred and fifty. Uh, 200, 250, 300. Uh, it's pretty much up to you and what you, how do you want to build that cash value? Obviously, if you put in more over the cost of insurance, then that cash value is going to grow faster because a more of a portion is getting invested for you. Uh, so let's, for example, let's say the cost of insurance is $100, but you're only putting in $150. Only $50 is going to be invested versus if you put in $300, $200 is getting invested. Okay, so yeah, so so what you're saying is, if I put in more, they're gonna invest it for me, and then I can use that money whenever, pretty much, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to you know building out that cash value, uh, like I mentioned, you have that fixed environment where the insurance company they're gonna take that two hundred dollars and they're gonna invest it for themselves, and then they're gonna credit you two to four percent, you know, as interest fixed every year. So pretty much how that grows is is gonna be slow and steady. Uh, so if you look at a, at a chart, it's going to just pretty, it's going to go up, but slow and steady. Now, if you wanted to take on that risk yourself for that higher return, then you'll go towards a variable policy. Oh, so one, one second before I talk on, on, on the variable policy, an example of a, of a fixed environment of a cash value growing in a fixed environment is a whole life policy. You might've been familiar with that, uh, universal as well. So, uh, so now, so back to the variable policy. It's, the reason why it's called variable is because the cash value is going to vary throughout the years because the $200, you're going to take on that risk and the insurance company, they're going to take that $200 and they're going to invest it for you for your own account on your behalf. So that's going to be invested into the market and all these different stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all these different funds out there. So it's going to grow the same way that a 401k or a Roth IRA grows. Uh, so Obviously, if you if you have a four hundred one k, you have a Roth IRA. You know that every year, you know is going to pretty much fluctuate um, so, in the growth. 
So when you say, all right, my premium, my, my regular payment is a hundred dollars. You can you can just put a hundred dollars if you want to, right? Mm-hmm. And you be like, I don't want to pay no extra. You don't want I want to invest in myself, or I just want to use my extra money that I have for personal stuff. You can just pay your regular premium and just be happy with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But you know, most most people they they like they love that idea of that cash value. They want to grow it over the years. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you're putting more into the plan so that you could build your cash value faster. Um, so with the variable policy, like I mentioned, is gonna you could pretty much see a rate of return between two to twelve percent because that's actually gonna be invested into the market versus a, a fixed environment. You're gonna see a rate of return between two or four percent because you're gonna you, you you're gonna know that you're getting that fixed every year. You know that's pretty much guaranteed. Versus a variable policy, you're gonna take on that risk for that higher return. So you don't know one year you could get seven uh, percent, the next year it could be one percent. You know, pretty much based on what the market does. The market is is unpredictable. Uh, so that's pretty much how what it's based off of. But um, over the years, if you look more long-term, uh, variable policy, you know, that's somewhere where I personally lean towards because I am young. And, you know, if you look at investing in the long-term uh, into the stock market, you know that the stock market gonna do, is going to do what it does. It's going to go up and down. But pretty much throughout history, it's been, you know, going up. Yeah, because of the economy is always growing. Uh, you know, think about how the economy was a hundred years ago versus today. Our economy now is is, is ten times better than how it was a hundred years ago. Yeah. So I got a qu- another question for you. So if I'm just a regular person, you know, right now listening to this podcast, um, I'm pretty sure sure you'll cover it. But I just want can you give us a breakdown of from start to finish? Like, all right, I need to to get life insurance that they they telling me that I need life insurance. So let me just figure out where, where should someone start to get life insurance pretty much? Um, pretty much just shop around basically. Just look at, you know, all these different companies out there. There's millions or not millions, but there's hundreds of, uh, life insurance companies out there. So, um, pretty much think about how much you would like to leave behind for your family. Um, Let's say you let's say you have a certain amount that even if you don't have kids, me personally, I have a five hundred thousand life insurance policy. I don't have any kids, but I know in the future that you know hopefully I, I would have kids. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's say, uh, you know, when when I do have kids and I do pass away, then my kids will receive that five hundred thousand. So I'm kind of planning ahead. Yeah. And obviously, I think we talked about this in the beginning. And now you're paying that low premium exactly. instead of waiting to be like, oh, I don't got kids yet. So let me just wait for it. And now you're paying, you know, like you mentioned, pennies on a dollar. Exactly. So, so yeah. So it's pretty much based on like what do you what do you want in life, basically? What do you want to leave behind? Um, and how much? And if if that cash value is something that you really care about, um, me personally, I, I care about that as well. I want to leave something for my future kids. Even if I don't have kids and I pass away before I have kids, that life insurance policy or that $500,000 is going to go to my two sisters. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can always change whoever receives the money. Um, so it's not like it's locked in. So let me ask you, we'll jump back over to the cash, you know, the cash value portion. How does that work? Like, so say I'm putting in an extra, my policy is 100 bucks. I want to put in an extra 100 bucks. Do I have to wait a period of time before I can be like, can I get a loan? Or that's how they do. They would give you a loan or something like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you do want to make sure that your cash value is has built up a decent amount before you take away from the plan. Um, it's more like a, a midterm kind of bucket of money that you want. 
so one thing I, I didn't mention about the cash value is that you can use that for a lot of different reasons. You know, you could use it to pay your premiums. Uh, once it's built up to a healthy amount, you can use that to pay your, your premiums every month. So now you pretty much have free life insurance. Okay. Uh, you can also use it to take out tax-free distributions from it. So let's say you want to take out 20000 for a down payment on a house. Tax-free, you could do that. You could use it to for a new vacation, a, a new car, uh, invest it to your business. You could use it to supplement your retirement income uh, tax-free. So it's a lot of benefits when it comes to that life, to, and, that cash value. And do you have to pay that back or if, you, so, if you're all set? So you can either pay it back. Uh, so it, basically it would be a loan or you can not pay it back and it will just be reduced from your uh, death benefit. Okay. Okay. So, right. so yeah, you can pay it back. Or you can not pay it back, so it's pretty much up to you. So, um, a lot of a lot of different a lot of different tools when it comes to yeah. how to build wealth with life insurance. So, so so I I know we we talked about this briefly on like you can have different life insurance policies. So what? So should you have like a term and a, a permanent permanent one at the same time, or should you just like well five hundred thousand dollars is good enough for? You know, that's pretty much like a normal number that most people will get, like five hundred thousand. How how would you break that down to someone asking like what uh, they really get? Yeah, like getting on a combination of of term and permanent is always key because when you're going through a life needs analysis and you're looking at all these different, you know, expenses that would need to be met in the event that you pass away or, you know, how much you would actually want to leave behind, a lot of times it's like, you know, a million dollars. So a million dollars of permanent is going to be very costly. But if you could combine that with term insurance, then it brings the cost down. So definitely, it's definitely a good idea to have a, a combination of term and um, permanent just to, you know, find that best fit for you. Find a, a policy that is around your budget. So that's a that's another thing. A lot of people think that life insurance is just costly, period, and it's very expensive. It's not at all. It's based on your budget, based on what you want to do. Okay, so so I think you, you just said like if I if I want to leave a million dollars for my spouse, you know, family members at X Y Z, you know, probably don't take out that million dollar life insurance because it's gonna be like ooh million dollars your your premiums are high. So should I just take out a fifty a five hundred thousand dollars from this place and the five hundred thousand dollars from this place and it'll pretty much be a, a low cost or should I just be like a million dollars from one place and that and that's one person place you got to do it from? I mean. I don't think it's going to be like, I think the cost is still going to be the same if you do the same type of life insurance policy, mm-hmm. um, you know, with one company and then do like half here and then half over there if you're doing the same type. But um, let's say, for example, let's say if you want to leave like $500,000 for your family, that's something that is had like, that's pretty much permanent. Like that has to be permanent insurance because mm-hmm. you're going to have to pass away in order for your family to receive that amount okay. but other things like college expenses that could be like a like a term policy uh mortgage debt repayment that could be another term policy you know any any type of poli- any type of policies or, or debt that has a, a start and an end date okay that's yeah. where you can incorporate the term policies but if it's something that you know like uh funeral expenses if you know that you need money for funeral expenses, that's gonna be part of the permanent, permanent as well. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. So so that makes a makes a lot of sense and, and a lot of information obviously that I just learned from that as well. 
Um, and then one more question is, so let's just say, you know, obviously a lot of people listening like, right, I'm going to get life insurance, but obviously they're not going to take it like today or anything like that. And we got to wait. Oh, forget about it and move on to it. If you were to really explain, like, I know we talked about cash, like even I want to know, like, what can I do right now? So that way, you know, within a few years or so, I can build up, you know, uh, an amount of thing, like, like a cash value where I can start pulling it out. Should I just start like open up a term one and then paying more into it and then and then pay like that? So with term insurance, it is cheap because one, it has a start and end date, so it expires at one point. Um, you also don't get your refund back or any premiums back if you don't pass away in that time period. Also, there's no cash value built oh, okay. in a term policy, so you can't build cash value in a term policy. That's why permanent is, to me, that's where it's at. Because um, you could build that cash value and um, you know, once it's, it's at a healthy amount, you could withdraw for no cash value tax-free from anything that you want. Um, so it adds that protection for you, for your family, but that also has the investment side as well. So it's kind of like both, best of both worlds. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, so that's pretty much all I got. Is there any other like secret gems that, you know, someone that, that actually, you know, do this every day? What, what could you say? Like, Hey, you know, there's some secret gems that, that you got. Um, I mean, for young individuals, I would say, even if you, if right now you, you don't really want to build the cash value right now, but you know you do still want life insurance just to like have it right now and lock in that insurability, I would say, and lock in your base rating if you, if you don't forgot, forgot what insurability means. Uh, if you want to lock in that best rating, I would say take on a term policy because it is cheap and it's going to be even cheaper because you're young. So take, a, take that term policy out and then you could always convert it into a permanent plan. Um, you know, whenever you feel like the time is right. Okay. And then you could, you know, put more into it and build that cash value. So I would say that because obviously being that we're young, a lot of us are broke. And uh, yeah, so, you know, so so what you're saying is a term policy is probably only a couple of dollars, right? And let's just say you get like a 10, 20 year one, bad by that time we're all, you know, you're old, your, your life mm-hmm. is obviously moving. Yeah. So what you're saying is keep getting now cheap. And then when you realize that, okay, I'm finally making some money where I can spend an extra, you know, 40 bucks a month or something like that, then move to the to the permanent. Now, when you say that, though, can I do I have to do that before it expires or do I or can I come back like, oh, snap, 10 years just flew right past me. I ain't even converted. What will happen then? Will I have to start from scratch? Exactly. So you have to convert it before the policy ends. So. You know, if you have a 10-year term policy, you have to do that before the 10 years and convert it into a permanent plan. So the neat thing about the conversion is that you transfer over that rating into the permanent plan. So even though you took on the policy 10 years ago when you were like, let's say, 23 years old and you were very healthy and you had that, that good rating and you converted that into a permanent policy and you're at age 33, it still transfers that that best rating that you got, it transfers over to that permanent plan. So... You know, you're still paying like a, a pretty low expensive premium um, and things like that. So uh, what was it? The second question, what was it? Um, I think that was it. If, if it ends. And you oh, know, yeah. So, it, so, yeah. So if it if it ends and you don't uh, convert it, then you have to reapply for life insurance. So obviously you don't want to do that because <laughs> now like, you're applying while you're old and Maybe yeah. you have you've developed some illnesses, some diseases or whatever, 
And now you're even more at risk of getting a, a lower rating where your insurance comp or your premium is going to be a lot higher. Uh, and and yeah, so definitely if you're going to convert it, definitely convert it before the before the policy ends. OK, so my last question is one thing that I know, because obviously I have life insurance is you have to get like, well, at least I wouldn't say have to. A lot of them require you to go to the doctor's you know, and do like their evaluation thing to determine that. So that's why, that's why they force you, pretty much not force you, but tell you, go go while you're young, while you're healthy. Because even though, like I said, you're on your deathbed and, and you know you, you realize that you got cancer, you're not going to be able to pull a fast one on them because they're like, all right, now we need to go to the doctors. We need you to see, you know, do all this X, Y, Z, all the stuff. And then they're going to get their report. Like, then it's going to say, oh, he has cancer. He got arthritis in every knee. You know, he got all <laughs> type of stuff. So they're going to be like, ooh, premium. You're going to be paying $500 a month. Obviously, probably not that much, but something crazy. It could be that, yeah. actually. It could. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, just go now. And then, so besides, I know, like, the doctor stuff, I know you touched on it briefly. Like, hey, there's different type of you know, requirements that I have, what is some of the ones that they probably people won't know, like myself, like you'll have to do besides like go get an evaluation? Well, you don't always have to like most like getting life insurance for young individuals is pretty easy. Like most of the times you don't even have to go through an exam. Um, you don't have to go to the doctors for anything. Uh, depends on like what's your what they find in the, in the health history. Like if they find because they pretty much pill like all your records, basically. They talk to your doctor. Um, okay. They look at their records. Um, they look at, you know, any history that you had. They ask you questions about, you know, if you had asthma, you know, what, you know, how how long did you have asthma for? What do you have to take for that? Um, I'm not even sure what other illnesses there are out there. But, yeah. Well, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, they, so, yeah, so they go through too. a whole analysis. So, if you're someone that don't have any illnesses and you was pretty much healthy throughout your whole life and you're young, uh, Nine out of ten, ten out of ten times, you don't even have to do like a a, a Over exam, verbal. yeah, yeah like okay. a exam or evaluation, um, and then it's pretty easy. But yeah, definitely want to make sure that you're getting that as young as possible. Um, even you know at least a term, and then like I said, just convert it over into a permanent policy um, because you never you you never know like when when is your time. Yep, exactly. So so that so all the knowledge you gave us was. That was some 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 gems that I think obviously they don't even teach you this this in school. They don't teach you this at all anywhere. Like they don't. I don't think I ever heard life insurance. Obviously, the only place that I heard life insurance was in the Marine Corps because our type of job. Like, all right, everybody's getting life insurance because you never know. But you know, when I was working regularly, only some places don't even offer like benefits for your job. Anyways, you gotta be lucky that to to get like life insurance. But they don't even say like. All right, we have all these benefits. They just pretty much say, "Hey, here's the benefits package. Let us know what you want." They don't like, really explain it. They give you like the quick description and stuff, and they, and it's up to you to really determine it and find out the information. And and you physically have to ask them, like, "Hey, can you explain the life insurance policy?" But most of the time, they give you like, "Hey, welcome. Here's your, you know, you do your your interview. Hey, here here's our policy. Fill out what you want. Do you want the four hundred one k's? Do you want all this stuff? Life insurance. We offer that, but some jobs don't. So you might have to find out yourself and obviously if you never if they don't teach you about it you don't talk about it anywhere it's just they go right over your head and then before you know it you're, you're 60 years old like oh man i'm getting getting sick like i don't have life insurance so now you're trying to get in and i think that's that's how they that's how they get you yeah when it comes to also too glad that you mentioned that because when it comes to 
the life insurance that our jobs provide, most of the times it's not even enough to cover everything that, you know, all the needs that I that I mentioned earlier in the podcast and earlier in the episode when I'm talking about the funeral costs, talking about uh, any debt that you left behind. Let's say you, you wanted to put your kid through college or any other type of goal that you had, um, transitional income, income replacement as well. You know, your job probably covers probably at most, I say 50000 at most. Um, which is okay, so they don't have that that big five hundred for you know oh no 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 figure type of no 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 not at all probably at most I know for my job is like ten thousand okay um yeah. so definitely want to make sure that you're getting aside like you can always keep your your insurance from your mm-hmm. job and get your own policy uh, privately so definitely definitely want to make sure that you're doing that. And um, okay, so that's that was a good one right there. Cause even I, I was like, maybe it just I I don't think I besides the Marine Corps, but that's a special case where they got life insurance, life insurance. But most places I didn't know, cause I was like, I never really took the life insurance thing. I was young, you know, I worked for a little bit, but I didn't know. I thought it was like, hey, I, they have life insurance, and I can get up to the whatever the max. Is. I thought it would be at least you know six figures. They're like, uh, uh-uh. oh, getting no, no, like no. 10, 50 10, max, fifty max, yeah. <laughs> but um. So another thing about life insurance through your job is that it doesn't build cash value either. So um, pretty much is is just basically term insurance. So it's just something quick like you, you were with the company. Thank you. We're sorry for your loss. Here's a a check for ten grand, which I think pretty much what they we in just my covered opinion, the funeral. Yeah, yeah it, it'll it'll cover like hey, you know, if they work. I think it's just I think jobs offer it as like a, a safety net. Like hey here's something to cover your expenses. I think that's why. Like 10 grand, like, hey, if you, they can, they will cover that. It's like almost still paying you mm-hmm. over time. So I'm pretty sure that's that's why it's so low. I thought it was a lot higher. Uh, not at all. But yeah, it's pretty much term insurance. If you were to leave the job, then, you know, the policy ends pretty much. Most of the times it ends, but you, I know there's some occasions where you can actually keep the life insurance and pay and keep paying the, the keep premiums. Paying. But um, but still, overall, it's just still pretty low insurance uh, coverage, and it's not pretty much gonna, you know, so, comp- so if you find your needs, so so I think that that'll probably be a good one for everyone out there. Like, yeah, my job got I got I know I got life insurance on my job, but find out how much it is, and then when you find out, you I probably, get that all the time, all the time. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah, yeah I have my life job insurance. got life insurance. Okay, how much is it? You're like, <laughs> oh, how much is it? Huh? Let me find out. And then you when they when you turn that page and it say eight grand. Eight grand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be something like, low like oh, that. Oh snap. I, I I really need to get some real life insurance. Cause you just thinking right now you're going on with your day like, yeah, I got life insurance. I know I'm good, but trust you might want to go in and find out how much the value is, what's the you know, the term and everything like that, how it works. Yeah, also too, another thing is that a lot of I get a lot of um my my mom took out a life insurance policy for me, um, but a lot of people don't know that that policy probably even probably it probably ended like years ago. You didn't even like, and your mom never checked on it, and it probably just ended. And and now like you don't even you think you have life insurance, but you don't have life insurance. Okay, so so that uh, good thing about that topic. So you can take out a policy for like a hey, for for pretty much anyone. And what is that? What is that? That means you're just paying their premium already. Yeah, so you're paying you're paying a premium. So most of the times, when it comes to when when a lot of people are saying uh, I already have life insurance, my mom took a life insurance policy for me. Uh, they're probably talking about riders, 
So when it comes to like a life insurance, you get ad like child riders where basically um, they'll be covered in the event that they passed away. Your the policy owner, which is the mom, mm-hmm. they'll receive the five hundred th- or yeah. nah. Usually it's not even five hundred thousand. It's like small, it's like yeah. fifty. Yeah, fifty thousand is probably like probably the most that you could add as a rider. Um, but pretty much your mom would take out a policy and then she'll add like her kids as riders. So it'll be like fifty thousand each for each kid, um, and you know. You can, well, she has to pay for that premium. Yeah, yeah. For, she okay. pay, it's all like bundled up in okay. one like one so premium. So just raise the premium up. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. but that ends after like you're you're like eighteen years old. Okay. So, it's pretty much like term term insurance as well because it has it has an end date. Now, you can convert that into your own policy, but most people aren't aware of that, so they think that they have life insurance when they really don't. There, yeah, because trust me, you don't want to be in that situation where you think you got life insurance, and and they tell you, "Sorry, Mr. Johnson, your life insurance policy been canceled since you were 17." <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Then you're, and then you're stuck, and, and it's it's obviously the best thing we can tell anyone right now is if you think you got it, just double check, see what your numbers are, see how long it is, see what type of policy, see who is through. A lot of people don't even know, like, hey, I, they, you work at like a bank or something, they offer you life insurance. You think, you think Capital One, I got Capital One life insurance. It's not through Capital One, it's through somebody else, pretty much. But yeah, you can definitely take out life insurance policies for someone else. Um, you just have to have in something called insurable interest. So, for example, you wanted to take out life insurance policy for your mom, um, you can do that because you have insurable interest, meaning that. If you if they passed away, you'll be negatively affected by that. Oh, uh, okay. So you can't you just can't take it on for from, from a, a random my person. boy. Yeah, he like you yo. <laughs> yeah, you have to prove that you'll be neg- negatively affected by that loss. You can't take it out for like let's say you seen a an old lady walking down the street and you was like, oh, let me talk to her see if I could like take out a life insurance policy and then when she passes away in three years, I'll receive five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So you no. can't, they're like, oh, no. Nah, you can't do that. You have to, like, have insurable interest, meaning that if she passed away, you'll be negatively affected by that, which okay. is, which you won't because she's a stranger. She don't even yeah. know you. So okay. you so could you do that. You can finesse the system. Yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, there probably is some ways where you can finesse it. Yeah. I just don't know. But if you do, yeah. you know, hit me up. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you could do that for your mom that, because, obviously, if you pass, she passes away, it's most. You're going to be on most of more more times than not, you yeah, have to be in charge of the funeral, yeah. uh, funeral costs. Probably like you know her death that she left behind. So, pretty much, you and your siblings will be taking care of whatever she left behind. All right, I hope my mom heard that because I'm coming for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So pretty much, you just have to, um, you know, talk with your mom and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about taking a life insurance policy out on you because obviously, when you pass away. Uh, you know, these things will be left to us and and our and my brothers and sisters, yeah. and we, we want to make sure that we're in a good position. Uh, okay, so 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 when you say that, I think it's you say you mentioned is it like a term or can I take out a permanent like my mom like maybe she do and let, end up living for another forty years or something like that? Um, is are they gonna be like, oh no, you gotta renew that, or is it like every ten years or something like that? So you saying like if you take, can you take on a term policy? Or just take out a, so when I'm taking out a policy like under a family member or something like that, are they gonna tell me it's only from from today's date to like ten years from now? Are they gonna be like, 
I want to do it to the. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you could do uh, a boat. Yeah, you could uh-huh. do either a term policy or you could do a permanent policy. But um, pretty much the main thing that you need is just that insurable interest. Okay. Um, because like I said, you can't take it on like on a random person. But and also <laughs> they need you need to give them. They need to give you permission to do that. Okay. So, so I just can't be like, yeah, your mom took out life insurance policy. Are you good luck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. She has to like, uh, like write a letter to, or like giving you authorization that you know, yeah, it is okay. to the insurance company that it is all right. Um, but yeah, so I know I I know I've heard in like other podcasts where you can actually take it out on your on your friends and i think i've heard that before but i'm not really too knowledgeable about that area but if you can do that definitely do your research because you know that's pretty much money that you know once everyone's gonna pass away so if you could take on a life insurance policy on someone and um you know when they pass away you know that's and they name you the beneficiary then that's money that one you could like pay their funeral expenses so your family doesn't have to um for so their family doesn't have to come out of pocket for mm-hmm. that and you can also give a lump sum of money to their family for you know their grieving process and also just keep some for yourself as well as well so about to be a bunch of people on here talking about yo i just took out policies yeah yeah for, for xyz now but yeah yeah it's, it's just a great life insurance is just a great way to build wealth and you know just create that for like the next generation next generation is it's very slept on. It's a very slept on topic, but yeah. you know that's why we're here to educate you to spark your mind on, you know, just try to get into these different areas of finances yeah. because and if and if obviously we're gonna have a lot of more, more a lot of different topics on a lot of stuff, um, but I think life insurance is the main, like the first step to to becoming financially free. Not what it really it can help you obviously if you do like the cash value, but it'll do the generational. You know, generational wealth portion will it will skyrocket you. You just imagine like when it's your time to go, your kids don't have to start where you just started, or mm-hmm. even family, sister, brother, mother. If they, if you know, like I can help them, they already can start with you know six figures or something, yes. and that that'll yes. pay off all your stuff pretty much, and they'll have so much left over that they can actually you know move forward, pay their bills. You know, they don't have invest. to invest. Yep, invest exactly to to actually do stuff with it. Yeah, so like that's that's pretty much how you're gonna build that generational wealth. Because if you, have, for example, I have a five hundred thousand dollar policy. If I do pass away before I have kids, they'll go to my two sisters. So that's two fifty each, pretty much. So they could use that two hundred fifty. My sister could use it to pay off her mortgages. Now she has like you know a couple of properties, so you know, that's pretty much income, just yep. rental income coming in. You know, without having to pay a mortgage. Yeah. Then she can also use that to buy another rental property. Or invest in the stock market, invest in mutual funds, uh, uh, maybe start a business, you know, and then once and then she could do that for her, take another another policy for her kids and just keep repeating that exactly, cycle. Yeah. They pay, could keep pay, 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 pay school bills off. You don't have to worry. Your kids won't like something happened to you before. As we mentioned, we talked about it earlier, but, you know, you want your kids to go to college. And if you, you go away before that happens, hey, at least, you know. You can sleep peacefully, like, all right, my kids can, no matter how long it takes them to go to school, I'll I put enough into my life insurance to pay 18 years worth of a, a, a lifetime. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, man, there you have it. Uh, you know, I'm, I hope you guys really gained a lot of knowledge when it comes to this one area because it is, like I mentioned, one, a slept up, uh, slept on topic. 
as well as a topic with a lot of misconceptions. Uh, so definitely do your homework, do your research, do your due diligence. Uh, go out, get a life insurance policy, and um, and yeah, I'm glad we could you know educate and empower you guys. Yeah, that's a fact. Flipping finance, we out. Yes, sir.